Welcome to Insights for Manufacturing, the podcast that supports the UK manufacturing sector. Hosted by Jeff Beecham, the manufacturer's recruiter. Hello and welcome to season four, episode one of Insights for Manufacturing. Uh, today's actually the first in a series of discussions on leadership throughout season four. and I'm very pleased to introduce my new regular guest, John Cox. Now, John is an executive coach and mentor and founder of Upfront Coaching and Mentoring. Welcome, John. Hi, Jeff. How are you doing? Very well, indeed. It's been a few months uh, since the last season finished. I took a bit of a break over the summer. And uh, yeah, we've been doing a little bit of work uh, over that period in terms of what the format's going to look like moving forward. And I know you and I have got loads of stuff to talk about. So yeah, really keen to get back into uh, the you know the regular podcast. So really looking forward to being part of this whole uh, venture. This is this is this is exciting stuff. This is uh, I've got got a bit of a grilling coming. I think coming coming down here. But I'm looking forward to the challenge. So I'm ready when you are. <laughs> Great stuff. So so let's dive straight in then, John. Um, coaching and mentoring um, they are two separate things, but I think there's a bit of a misconception there. So what actually is the difference? between the two yeah i mean fundamentally coaching is about listening and mentoring is about telling and showing and demonstrating so that they're two very very different skills coaching involves the belief that the individual actually has the answer to their own problems within themselves so it's crazy you already know how to solve your problem yeah the vast majority of the time the vast majority of people can actually solve their own problems they just need that safe space to be able to investigate and be challenged to bring out that thinking and then create a plan to make it happen. Coaches are all about active listening, listening to understand, listening to hear what people are saying. And it's not really a need to be a subject specialist. You don't need to know the industry that the person's in to be able to coach, which is also uh, quite unusual for any profession. It's yeah. just about helping raise the personal awareness of that individual. And it's really about focusing on the, the here and now, solving the immediate problems to the issue. So that's coaching is that was that would that be your perception of coaching yes yes it would you know draw drawing out information uh through yeah through active listening generative listening and finding those solutions that the person's typically already got inside their head but doesn't know how to get there and and mentoring my perception was you know you you need um relevant experience of whatever the topic is that the the mentee is looking for uh, to be able to, you know, properly steer them and, and add value. So, uh, yeah, I, th I think yeah, I was that's, that's most of the way in. To be honest, you know, I'd, I'd back that. So basically, the mentor's a skilled guide who helps someone learn, develop faster than traditionally they'll be able to do on their own. Yep. Usually a highly capable individual with considerable transferable commercial experience. If you're looking for a mentor, you want someone that, that has walked the walk that you are looking to take, if at all possible. Um, if they've got 20 plus years board level experience, <laughs> um if they haven't just make sure they've got that relevant experience in your field or, or where you're looking to move yeah and help you through it and, and really it's the focus more about sharing and teaching new skills and developing the capabilities of the individual so it's a very different focus there mm. um it's also about introducing other people to you as an individual so you, the mentor may have solutions for you they may be able to help move things forward but as part of their network they should also be able to bring with them other skilled professionals that can help you solve other problems or issues within your business or sector or whatever it is you're trying to achieve. Yeah. So look for someone that has got that sort of connection, that sort of backing behind them as well. 
that's it sounds like you know added value the mentor is going to have a a whole load of experience but then that network is is crucial as well so what 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 are the you know the sort of common misconceptions about coaching and and, and mentoring are there any sort of standout myths or give me a minute just give me a minute on this one (laughs) there are a couple that grow on my gears and i'm going to struggle to articulate some of these go for it okay the one i hear the most often is people say yeah my coach tells me what to do that's fantastic they're really good at telling me what i need to do Mm. and fundamentally that is the opposite to what they are doing if your coach is telling you what to do they are trying to mentor you yeah and that is a sign of a very uh weak and emotionally unintelligent coach who doesn't actually understand the difference between the two and maybe he's calling himself a coach and has a little bit of coaching experience but hasn't got the ability to actually listen to what you are saying and pull the information sure. from you i think they find an answer bang i'll tell you what it yep. is move the, move the conversation on and that for me is a real a real grind in my years mm. um, another one is obviously that did you realize pretty much anyone can coach it's a taught skill and you don't need to be a specialist in that field as we talked about a moment ago. So it's something, it's not a muscle, really. The more you flex, the more yep. you create and stretch your abilities to coach, the better you become and the more you can do. On the flip side of that, another big misconception is no, not everyone can mentor. So mm. pretty much everyone can coach to a degree. And I yep. really encourage everyone to have a coaching mentality. If you're in a leadership position, you should be actively coaching. If you have the ability to mentor, you've got that background experience as well. You've got that sort of learned skills. You've got that ability to bring different experience and different thinking. That is really the difference between the two. And that's something yeah. not a lot of people can actually do, as you probably appreciate. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, well, I suppose, well, with yourself, you know, you're, you're a coach and a mentor. So, you know, there's, there's a lot of added value there as well, you know, because you can, you can look at it from, from both angles, you know, from an experience perspective and also, digging into the person and the the answers that they've probably got in their own head so uh i mean i'm actively aware that i need to be very careful not to go into mentoring when i'm coaching so yes. it is very much about helping the individual pulling out that information from them as far as they can possibly take it and yeah. if they don't have the answers within them there are different styles of coaching that you can use that are a bit more direct to help yep. them they still don't then i'll actively have the conversation about should we look at mentoring which is a different skill set, a different technique, and a whole different way of approaching things. Yeah, um, which we will then do to help get them over the line. So, yeah, I mean, really, yeah, coach should not mentor, but a mentor should definitely coach. Lots of yeah. questions, lots of challenging, uh, lots of challenging probing before you go to solution to make sure you really understand what the problem is that you're trying to solve, not just trying to solve maybe what they think the problem is, which is often mm. a big misconception. Yeah. What what makes a successful coach or mentor? What you know, there are particular qualities that you would um, you know need to have, you know, to 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 be a successful coach or mentor. First of all, uh, a coach and mentor is someone who has the ability to very good, yeah, not fill gaps, not fill gaps when there's a silence. The worst thing that people to do, people do if they're trying to coach a mentor is to try to fill a gap. You let the individual actually percolate the thought, percolate what's happening in their mind before they then bring it back to the table to you. So really, to be a successful coach or mentor, you've got to be able to listen and listen to hear what the individual is saying and to understand what they're saying, not listen to reply, which is a very different skill set. When you're listening, you're looking at the body language, you're yep. looking at pitch, the speed, the words that are being used 
the spaces and you're picking up a lot more than just the words to help them understand maybe areas they didn't even realize that were holding them back or problems. Um, so for me, it's that that is the major, major ability. Um, a mentor, we've kind of touched on, it's about the individual's lived experience, yeah. their knowledge, their training. So finding the right one can be a bit trickier, to be totally honest. Um, I always suggest people to shop around to find a right mentor. Yep. Find someone, as I said earlier, that's, that's walked the path you're looking to walk or has transferable skills that can help solve the problems and issues you've got. Yep. Make sure you don't sort of hit the same potholes they have hit through their career, which is also um, quite important. So really, it's about someone that can build trust, someone that you believe in and someone that can believe in you and support you. Yeah, so they, they, for me, are kind of really key skills that you need to have. Um, and really, you know, it's fundamentally, both professions, you need to genuinely care about the individual and helping them to develop. If that's not the key driver for your coach or mentor, you've basically got the wrong person. So keep yeah. on working. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thanks for sharing that. And uh, I just want to sort of rewind a little bit back to something you said earlier on the I think it was uh, on the on certainly on the coaching side, but it's it's relevant to both. Really, is on the listening um, skill, and it's it's, it's you, you mentioned the space, and it's sort of you know I always think of um, it. It's listening for the things that aren't said. The gaps is such a is such a powerful thing to use um and it, it reminds me of a of a book i read by my friend uh jane Adsed grant um who's a, an actual listening specialist coach um and her book um uh are you listening or just waiting to speak and that you, you know you pretty much said that earlier it just uh, hit the nail on the head for me um you know it's uh you know creating that safe space for somebody you know without judgment um and just letting them have time to you know get those cogs whirring uh themselves and and dig into the you know probably what they already know um listening's just key I, i've done quite a lot of work on listening myself i probably was an awful listener uh, you know years ago uh, and uh, hey i've been interviewing people for 20, 24 years i've always thought i was a great listener but you know until you until you understand what proper listening is um and the art of you know the art of listening is just not not listening for for sounds and listening to somebody it's it's having that empathy and and listening to understand um is really key so i, I totally get where you know what what you what you were saying it's it's transformative for individuals to actually be listened to that's another one of the, the really strong elements of having a coach and mentor it's, yeah. If you said it, it's, it's that safe space. Absolutely, 100%. It's non-judgmental. This, you know, you can basically say anything, do anything, question anything. That's the whole point of this space that we work in. It's yep. some, something you wouldn't bring to your line manager. It's something you wouldn't maybe talk to your colleagues or your friends or even your family about. You know, it's, it's a blocking point for you. You need to get past. And this is that kind of level of, of belief you need to have in your coach and mentor and vice versa. Yeah. And they need to give you that space and that, that absolute silence sometimes is so powerful just given that silence from that you can see that the, the clock's ticking in the mind and all of a sudden bang eureka they've found it because you've given them that space because of the, the inquiries the investigation and, and the interrogation you've, you've been through to get them to that point you've pulled them to the line yeah and they then take that step and that is that's the magic that for me is the absolute that's where it happens and that's where 
that's there. The magic is definitely in the silence as much as in the thinking and the actions. Yeah, perfect. So what motivated you to become a coach or coach, mentor, both in the first place, John? Yeah, well, that's a great question. Um, so I've been running businesses at board level for 20 plus years. I might have mentioned it. Um, and I know it's lonely at the top. Yeah. I know, I understand when you are running a company, you're expected to have all the answers. The expectation you put upon yourself to have all the answers. When you're in the executive team, your colleagues look to you for the answers. They look to you to drive certain areas of the business. They look to you to bring challenge to them. And you don't always have answers to everything. No one does. Yeah. It's, it's just, it isn't possible. There are always challenges out there we don't know about. Um, we know what we know. We know what we don't know, but we don't know what we don't know. And there's so much out there when we are at that level that yep. rips us up and stalls us and stops us. So for me, I really, I realized that if I'd have had a coach and mentor throughout that career, the trajectory would have been completely different. It would have mm. been quicker and smooth and gone so much further. And about 10 years ago, um, a lady called uh, Teresa Bowie actually coached me. Now I've been talked to coach and mentor through the likes of BP, Schneider, lots of blue chips. Um, yeah. Uh, and throughout that time, um, I've always learned and been taught the skills, but I was actually coached for the first time formally by Teresa. And that for me was a, was a real eye-opener, a groundbreaker. Mm. I've been doing it all my life. Every strong leader should be coaching and mentoring, as I, I mentioned earlier. Yep. Um, but, you know, the massive steps forward I see help people take, for me, is groundbreaking and made me decide I don't want to sell products. I want yeah. to help people. I realize actually helping people and seeing them grow is where I find that absolute passion, that absolute enjoyment. And throughout my career, I've, I've you know, taken people from literally out of school that they now in their own companies or directors. And I still work with some of these people as a coach or a mentor to help and support them. And being part of that journey is just so, um, struggle to put words to it to be honest it's just so empowering it's so much fun it's so much energy it's so much life and it's just so fulfilling to do yeah. it so that yeah. for me it feels like more like a calling than a, than a job which sounds a bit odd but that's how i see it well that resonates with me john i mean you know what i do you know executive uh executive recruitment and you know the my main sort of driver or purpose or why if you like is is exactly what you do or why you do what you do and that is making a difference to you know to people's lives people's careers and businesses and and i too you know i i, I find it really really fulfilling um much more than you know it's not a commercial transaction the services that i provide and uh, you know no doubt the same with you you know yes we you know we have to make a living and be profitable and all the rest of it but it's that there's something a bit magical about watching a transformation in a person or joining up the dots for them or providing that bridge to the gap that they've got in their career or a business situation in your case with the, with the coaching and mentoring and just knowing, you know, when I'm at home of an evening or a weekend and you think, well, how's work been this week? Well, it's been, it's been good. But then I think, well, yeah, that, that I'm just looking at it from a business owner's point of view, but look at the conversations you've had and the people whose lives you've touched. And I think that's where I, I call it my little treasure trove of <laughs> uh, good things. You know, it's, um, yeah, it's, re it's really heartening. Um, Who have you helped this week? What businesses have you helped this week? What difference have you made for them? Don't you wish you'd have had someone there 
that would do or could do that for you with you to help you get past those sticking points or get past those issues to be that resource to be that person to be that that help yeah it is it's just the most fulfilling thing i love it absolutely love it. again that's why we work so well together because like, yeah. i know you've got that passion you've got that belief you've got that that deep down want to help people absolutely. do the right thing the right way as well yeah superb so um so coaching and mentoring, you know, I'm not a coach. I've, I've mentored, I've mentored one person, um, last year. Um, so this, this is a, a, a fairly new thing to me. I've known what coaching and mentoring is for a long time, but I've never really been part of it on either side. I've had some informal, um, coaches and mentors, but nothing sort of formal. Um, so in terms of the techniques, and methodologies that coaches and mentors use what what do you what what do you say are the are most effective well again it depends on the individual and it depends on their individual sticking point so yeah there isn't a one solution fits all if we look at coaching there are loads of sub styles of coaching if you you know google sub styles of coaching you get up to 14 sub ways of, of doing it now yep there are three widely recognized ones and these are the three that i stick within the boundaries of to be honest and they do cover all of the others as well as sort of micro okay. styles you've got autocratic democratic and holistic yep. so autocratic basically is providing the solution it's very direct coaching it's quite leading it's almost telling but not but it's right on the edge of you're asking the question you want the answer to because they haven't got the answer within themselves a little bit so it's, yeah it's a little bit it's unusual to use but sometimes you help to pull over the line or push over the line um democratic is working together this is a much more commonly used style of mm. coaching and that for me is that's the grounds i sit in probably 90 percent of the time when i'm working with people yeah um and that's the really sort of comfort zone for others as well and then you've got holistic which is just literally creating a safe space for someone to do all the thinking themselves pretty much and leaving it very very open-ended for them mm. to just think through situations which let's be honest in the day-to-day you don't have that dedicated space to just stop and think and solve your own problems. So it sounds like that must be a great job. So we sit there for an hour in silence and let someone think. It's not quite that, but it is very, very hands-off. So yeah. if you blend all three of these, it's actually called, basically, it's um, situational leadership. So that, I think, is quite a, a strong ability to have to be able to kind of move between the different styles. Some people do stick very much in their lane that they work on. Yeah doesn't work for me i like to play with the three but it's down to what the individual needs so they could get one of the three and you ask what are the kind of the mythologies that are most effective now there are so many different business models out there that you can use when both coaching and mentoring um i really favor the the grow model or the i grow model coaching okay there are again a million sub variances the grow i grow rower growing as long as you've got grow in it, pretty much you can make yep. it work one way or another. Yep. Um, this is a, a very formal process. I use it when I'm coaching, and I also explain why I'm using it and how it's used. Okay. So that the individual who's being coached can then go on and use that technique themselves within their business. Um, so I grow. Initially, you look at the issue, which is the I. What's the goal you're looking to head towards? What's the reality of the situation? That's where you get the real interrogation to the, the situation. Look at the options. And then what's the willpower to change? It's a really simple tool to work yeah. around. But if, you, if you're methodical <clears throat> with how you use it, it is very explosive. And it's a really good step to make sure you're, you're getting to where you want to get. Yeah. 
on the mentoring side, um, I've actually got something called the used model, which is proprietary as far as I'm aware. Um, I've not seen it anywhere else, but it's again, used, understand the issue. So not just the symptoms. So this is something I come across quite often. So when someone has a problem, um, they come and they, they want me to help them solve it or move through it. But actually done deeper interrogation, that isn't the problem, it's one of the symptoms of a problem. So I was working with someone the other day, had they thought they had two problems, they had 28 problems we actually highlighted within their business. And it's all down to one actual issue. So the symptoms are 28, yeah. one issue. Just getting back you to the root cause, say basically. No. They couldn't say no. So understand it. Then show examples of tools and processes and different thinking, which is the best. So show how yep. we move it forward. E is the explore. So then we work together to explore all the different tools we've talked about, which ones would work. And we do some role play with those and see if we can actually do a real world play if they can get them to solve the issue. Yep. And then it's deploy. Yeah, create smart plans to roll it out and make it happen. But again, there are so many different tools and depending on the situation, I'll use different ones, but there are, there are a couple of the, the ones I use a lot of. Superb. Thank you for sharing that. What are the, what are the primary goals then of, of, of the coaching mentoring program? Um, I mean, that depends on the individual, uh, yeah. what they're looking for, what they're looking to achieve. Uh, there are many types of different coaches and mentors, for instance, um, depending on these, you don't need to have just one coach or just one mentor. You might want to have a life coach as well as a business coach, as well as a commercial coach, as well as a problem-solving coach. Yep. So the goals are, are really, really varied and, and, and sort of diverse. I specialise in helping business and business owners problem-solve and get unstuck. And the goal there can be widely de different depending on the individual and the company. Um, but normally, the goal is to create a safe space to look at and solve a specific issue. Yep. Coaching, and then expand the thinking and capability when mentoring. But that's if I've got 50 clients, I'll have 50 different ways of approaching it and there'll be 50 different goals for them. It could be to get past a sticking point. It could be to solve a particular problem with communication or with a customer, or with a process. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. It's a, well, it's a, a bespoke solution every time, I guess. The the new joint venture that we've uh that we've committed to and are collaborating on um and we've done a you know well, I've, I've certainly done a, a bit of a linkedin um post initially there's some emails going out as we speak uh in terms of announcing this but i yeah, just wanted to take a, a quick moment to explain what this joint venture is because it's uh, you this know, is market changing this yeah, is game changing I think this, so. is, this is how it should be done this is how it's being done now and for me my level of excitement about this is I, I can't even begin to tell you this is the right thing for the right reasons, the right way. And if you've ticked in all three of those, there is, there is just, there is, there is a magnetism to this that companies and, and individuals are going to want to be part of. Yeah. It, it's something that I've been thinking about for a long time. And I've, I've sort of had a, a sort of number of discussions over the last couple of years with, with, with some uh exec coaches about the potential of you know I've, I've had this notion in my head for ages of you know exec search and exec coaching um should be you know joined at the hip should be working together it should be a um a, a, a two-pronged solution you know very often businesses will have a an executive headhunter they work with and they might have a or a number of exec coaches that they work with but you know, I think there could be a, a massive, massive benefit for businesses and the individuals in those businesses 
um, by utilizing the, the 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 sort of collaboration between an executive recruiter and an executive coach and, and mentor, because it's not just the recruitment piece. It's all the stuff that happens leading up to whether the business has a need or not, which is where you would come in. Then there's the whole onboarding thing, getting all the culture right and the the ongoing development. And let's face it, you know, when I place people, I always keep in contact with the client and the and the placed candidate uh, over the months to, you know, to check in and see how things are going. But, you know, I'm not a coach. I, you know, I, uh, you know, I can I can be a, a sort of facilitator. I can have some ideas. I can be a sounding board. Um, but I don't always have the solutions to some of the problems that might crop up or problems that businesses and, and you know newly placed candidates want to head off at the pass before they've even got to that scenario and this is where you know a, a good exec coach and mentor can come in and add even more value to an already robust and successful recruitment process i just think it's it's like strawberries and cream uh <laughs> it's like pizza and a good chianti or, or in my case a primitivo um it's a no-brainer <laughs> it really is <laughs> got the pizza in again um yeah, yeah so for, for me the, the reason i find it exciting as well is, is yeah I, I also i was approached i've been approached a couple of times to do something like this and it's, it's never felt like there's never been the trust and we've talked a lot about trust trust is something you earn and something we've built over the last little while actually we've been talking and and learning each other how we work and you know, talking through problems and issues and concerns and challenges it's just learning the individual and how they think and i think there's a, there's a synergy there there is a rarity to find. I, I honestly believe that. Yeah. But the reason we're doing this is to take someone from before, during, and after a journey. It's not part of the journey. It's the whole journey. And you do an amazing part to start off with that's before I get involved with, with executives a lot of the time. And they're getting them placed within the organisations. And then that's when they may approach me or they may wait till they've got a sticking point. Then they approach me, which is actually a bit too late in the process. Absolutely, you should be talking before you get there to keep the, the oil on those cogs, so the cogs carry on turning, rather than the fact they stop and come to a crunching halt. That's when you risk losing candidates. That's when you risk people walking away from a business. That's when you get to the end of the sort of the six months or whatever the duration is before as a review, and it's just it's just not working because they're not performing because they don't understand and they can't approach people about it. So there's, there's there's a lot here about doing the right thing and helping people and supporting people. And it's also a lot here about mental well-being. And I think that's another yeah. element of this, but that's a whole <clears throat> different uh, podcast. But I think there's a large element of that to looking after candidates. I mean, we've, we've got two sides to this offer, haven't we? Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I just think working in parallel, um, two heads are usually better than one. Um, we've got, you know, there's a bit of an ov overlap in parts to to what our uh, respective businesses do. But we're, you know, we're 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 aiming for the same things you know with with the same type of clients at the at the same sort of level with with individuals so i think it's you know i i, I sort of look at this joint venture which you know with, with your coaching and mentoring services um uh being bolted onto the authentic resourcing executive search we've now got the uh, you know, executive platinum service, which is a, you know, a, a package, a suite of services um, that can be, you know, it all depends on what the, you know, the individual client want, but, you know, you're bringing your expertise. Um, and I think, you know, between us, it's, I, I sort of look at it as a more holistic mm -hmm. um, 
complete solution. You know, it's a complete people solution. It's not just, you know, important business critical executive recruitment. It's adding to that. It's making sure that all of that is, you know, there will be some improvements, no doubt, from our relationship with what I already do. But then, you know, adding to the business and the and the and the place candidates, um, you know, once once they've been, uh, you know, placed, then there's all the, you know, the onboarding and the development. It just, it's just a, a no brainer. You know, how many other relationships like this are out there in the market i'm not 100 sure but from the from the, the people in the hr community some of the senior directors that i've spoken to and and some other coaches as well um i don't think this is a, a very common um concept well the concept might be common but actually talking about it <laughs> and taking action and doing something yeah. with it I don't think is um, it's not being realized. So, you know, I, I'm sure between us, we'll be pulling up some trees, uh, you know, across certainly across the manufacturing community and engineering where I sit um, and, and adding some real value to individuals and businesses. So, uh, I mean, that's the beauty yeah. as well here. How many years experience have you got in the industry? 24 this year. Well, plus some manufacturing experience uh on the on the shop floor from years ago so it goes way back before then but uh but yeah 24 years of recruitment and i've got in excess of 20 years board level experience in manufacturing and we've got the gray hairs to uh we've got, to show we've got matching, look at that matching gray hairs but <laughs> basically you've got all of that skill all that knowledge it's actually it's been blended and molded to offer one yeah. solution yeah and that here is is the magic and i thought about this the other day i've technically made you a sandwich yes <laughs> Yeah. The, the way we the services that we offer or a calzone <laughs> it's an inverted pizza it's same as a same as a sandwich isn't it even better uh, yeah I'll, I'll take that as a win <laughs> yeah we've got the offer for the candidate so effectively we can help the candidates to prepare for a role find a role yeah and then we can help them from the other perspective actually get into the business and to understand the culture and, and learn and grow through it okay so that wraps up today's uh, episode of insights for manufacturing leadership uh, hope you've enjoyed our discussion. This is uh, part one of a two-part podcast on coaching and mentoring uh, with my new joint venture partner, John Cox. So thanks again to John. Um, thank you for listening and look out for the next episode of Insights for Manufacturing. See you next time and bye-bye.